Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. And welcome to Uy, que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Sorry, I chose the most inopportune time to take a drink of my green juice that I was delivered at my Los Angeles hotel that I am Eileen staying at. could not be more L.A. right now if she tried. Literally just a glass of green juice brought to her lips in Los Angeles. <laughs> a glass of... Cold brew. Is that cold brew in the cold other? Cold brew, yeah. Yeah. Hey, how it's, you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Feeling, you know, slightly funky because, first of all, we sh I should mention to our listeners that my microphone is on the fritz, so <laughs> I am not using my regular microphone, so I'm just recording into my goddamn computer, so apologies <laughs> if it sounds kind of rough, but, you know... We do what we got to do. And I'm I'm not in my usual closet that has a bunch of uh, sound proofing. I don't fucking know. So if, <laughs> if it sounds, if the sounds of Los Angeles permeate throughout, well, then you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. She's in a fabulous, if, if only you could all see what I'm seeing right now, this fabulous hotel room. I got a tour earlier. She's when got I a view of Santa Monica. Oh, when when I tell you that uh, when I called the lady to ask for breakfast, because I got myself some breakfast, I was like, like you um, do. Avocado toast, please, <laughs> and a green juice and a cold brew. And uh, was like when, I, when I finished, she goes, very healthy. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so in Los Angeles. Listen, play the part, feel it, just, you know, just be it. Yeah. You are Los Angeles. I am Los Angeles. Well, hey, it's really great Los to see Angeles. you because uh, we haven't recorded in we're off of our regular schedule. Yeah, this, the next few months is. I think we talked about this last episode. The next few months, we're we're a little on the on a kooky sketch. Yes, I am back at Ford's Theater in a Christmas Carol. I am in rehearsal mode, which means that my head is all over the damn place right now for the next few months. And Eileen literally just booped from a train from New York City to Los Angeles. So you've been on a train for. Three days straight? Three days. It's hilarious wow. how many people I've said, like, I'm taking a cross-country train. And they're like, oh, my God, how long does that take? And, I, and I'm always like, you know, two and a half, three days. And they're like, oh, I thought it was like a week. And it's like, <laughs> no, dude, no, it's not a week. Yeah. Uh, and also, I just have to call out your TikTok videos that you posted. They are TikTok videos, but they you posted them to, to Instagram. Yeah. They were so delightful <laughs> and fucking hilarious. So I'm assuming that people can find this on your TikTok on TikTok? On your TikTok? <laughs> this grandpa does not know what it's called. You find it go, on her TikTok. Go to her TikTok and then you let your face <laughs> place let them know that you saw her there. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but they were like so well produced and I'm going to I hope this doesn't sound weird to you, but I think they they, they were like light ASMR. <laughs> Did nobody else tell that say that to you? No, not yet. Is it because oh. of all the like clicking of like the too much saliva in my mouth? I felt no, like No, no, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was just like I I imagine you were like using your, you know, just Indoor like your voice. headset microphone, just like <laughs> nice and close to the microphone. It was very soothing oh, the, the way you did it. I th I I, I'm just telling you, I thought it was great. I Thank love the videos. You. And I think everybody should open up their phones right now, take a pause while you're listening to this episode and fucking watch Eileen's 
train adventure on Tic Tac. Thank you. I would love it if you went to my Tic Tac. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> I've just, in the past, I don't know, two days, I've received a, like a handful more followers on my Instagram, and all of them mm. are like friends with Johnny Elliott because they're all people oh, that, because sure. you posted about it, and I was like, I Johnny, thank you so yeah. much, kindly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I loved it, and I wanted to share it, and I, like I said, everybody should fucking watch it. You're cute. Anyway, let's uh start talking spooky <laughs> movies. Yes, you have you, you the uh whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. It's your We're rusty. We're, we're rusty. <laughs> we're um it's your movie this week. Yes, it is my pick this week. It's been a while since we've been to Argentina. I believe the last movie from Argentina we did was Abracadabra. Yes, it was. Yeah, I think so. So, I was like, let's go back. So I picked this movie called Terror Cinco from Argentina, 2016. It is written by Nicolás, oh boy, Guelburt, wow, Guelburt, and Sebastián Rotstein. Puta, okay, hold on, Rots, yeah, Rots, oh damn, oh my gosh, I should have done some fucking, Rotstein, Rotstein, right? Rothstein. Or Rothstein. Rothstein. And directed by Sebastián and Federico Rothstein. Which I, I believe they are known as Los Hermanos Rothstein. Oh, okay. So Los Hermanos Rothstein. So I have thoughts and feelings, as I think you do too. Yes. And uh, let's dive in. You got a little synopsis for us? I sure do. Great. IMDb is my god. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I try to find something in my I it's I don't know what day it is, guys. So. Listen, also I had I think we should say too that usually like Eileen and I are in the same time zone and Eileen is ha, has been kind enough to record. She's in LA and I'm in DC, so she is 3 motherfucking hours earlier. So it's the morning for her. I am so. I'm a, I'm a little and she's been on a train for three days. So <laughs> I'm a little discombob, but as we we'll... say here, strap on everybody. Strap on. Okay. Thank you, IMDB, for being my god. Uh... <laughs> During a terrifying night in Buenos Aires, five urban legends come to life in the most unexpected way possible. Now, right off the bat, uh-huh. I googled what were the urban legends that Terror Five like spoke of, or, or what these were based off of, because. So everybody knows this movie is technically like a a VHS style movie. It's an anthology. Right, anthology horror, like a creep show kind of thing. Yeah, creep show, uh VHS, that kind of jam. So little they're five little stories, pero no encontré nada que decía que eran cuáles eran los urban legends ni nada, entonces Same. I don't know. I feel like this whole movie she was surprisingly wordy, and it's also like only an hour and 15 minutes long, so... Also, I think the big hiccup here okay. was that it is particularly colloquial in its Argentinian ways. I didn't understand a lot of what they were talking about, because I was like, the slang was so Argentinian that I was like... Yes. No entiendo casi nada. Pero... It was the kind of thing, too, where, you know, I, I had my subtitles on, 
But as I was reading the subtitles and listening to what the people were actually saying, I was like, this isn't doesn't quite fit, but I still don't I don't understand the slang yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm a little lost. Yeah. But we will do our best. Okay. Are you ready to go to Argentina? No, let's do this. Vámonos. Che. Okay. Che, so show, boludo. <laughs> we begin with eerie music. It's all like woo. <laughs> and our first actual shot is Actually, a very cool slow-mo shot of a man in kiss makeup. Uh-huh. I like this shot. Oh, it's very cool opening shot. Yeah. So he's riding a motorcycle down a street. It's nighttime. We hear police sirens in the distance. This dude hawks a fat loogie. Loogie? <laughs> loogie? <laughs> loogie. 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 Uh, whatever. <laughs> and he laughs maniacally. And then we get our title card, Terror Cinco. Pero it's like a neon sign, mm-hmm. which I really liked. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's part of, like, I don't know, a hotel sign or something like that. Mm. Hello. We get a little <laughs> intertitle that said, Todo esto sucedió más o menos. Okay. okay. We see a storefront with a display of TVs for sale. And in one of the TVs, we see a reporter telling us about how there's been civil unrest. There's a curfew. And so we see that this reporter is front of Congress. Yeah. And we can hear like gunshots. And she says, it's been a three-year wait to hear the verdict for Dr. Palacios, identified as the main person responsible for the tragedy at Camargo Street, where 15 people lost their lives in the collapse of a construction site. This all felt very purge-y to me. Totally. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like news reporting and like... There's chaos in the background and politicians of some sort talking. Yeah. And it was like, it feels particularly chaotic in like the way that The Purge felt for me. Yeah. Like I remember when we watched, because we watched those together and it feels, I would say that this, the feeling wasn't as tense as The Purge made me feel. Agreed. But like the intended feeling is like, ooh, something's up. There's something in the air. People are tense. People are are on edge in this town. So the reporter continues. She's like, different political factions were able to investigate Palacios along with three of his alleged accomplices. Now this, I don't quite understand like what's like what they're blaming Palacios about, but it's basically like he, he's responsible for the fact that these 15 people died in a construction collapse. Yeah. And then we cut to a shot of Palacios, this dude. And he's on the news. He's defending himself. He's like, it's important that we stop creating differences between us. I don't I don't deny the tragedy. It has affected us all. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to yet another news report. And by the way, this is still we're just seeing this in this storefront still. It's all just like on TVs for sale. Every every bit of information we've received so far has all been through a television lens or like as if we're watching TV somewhere. Which is cool. It's a cool way to show the different reporters yeah so this other reporter she's like so i'm with the family members of the people who were lost in the tragedy we're approaching the cemetery in a micro which is a bus and she actually like accompanies these family members as they 
they get off the micro, they approach the cemetery, and they're there to mourn and also to, like, hear the sentencia to find out whether Palacios is guilty or not. Right. But this shot is cool where, like, we're watching the news report, but then it actually, like, just kind of flows into us actually being there with them. Which is you why I, mean? I brought up us receiving all this information about, like, Palacios and everything through television lenses and through, like, the broadcasts of news because you're not... It's not us with the reporter it's us seeing it through the television and then there they even do a little effect where like as this woman is stepping out of the micro you can see that like the lens changes so that we are now we're in the present yeah. with the reporter i was like hey that's a pretty cool little detail it was cool yeah and also like because there are parts of this movie that feels like found footagey but this is not a found footage film right you know yeah so we're here with this reporter she's with all the the uh, the victim's family members we start to focus on the driver of the micro the person right. who brought all these people here he's smoking and he seems to be looking at a man who is standing near some body columns i can't fucking <laughs> remember columbarium columbarium i will never it will never body happen. shelves body, body shelves, shelves. <laughs> see it's getting closer i'm like body columns yeah you know <laughs> Bod- a columbarium. Columbarium. So like, <laughs> the body shelves. The body shelves. The micro driver is looking at this dude by the columbarium. This dude by the columbarium is also smoking. Everybody's fucking smoking throughout Bro, this movie. Bro, this movie oh is God. a I, fucking I had a cough for after this movie. Jesus. Seriously. So there is some weird connection here between these two smoking men. I don't think I know what it is. Honestly, I... Spoilers for a little later in this movie, but when the he re- spoil it. <laughs> when he comes back at the end, uh-huh. I was like, he looks familiar. So I'm and <laughs> just now I'm putting it together that I was like, yeah. oh, that guy was that guy. Okay, so but still, but still, why? What, you, we never know why. What? Uh, who, 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 can't stop. Okay. Who? Who? Ha ha ha. We cut to <laughs> yet another smoking person, but now it's a teenager who clearly does not know how to smoke, which oh my I, God. the way that you can tell is like a smoker's hand, like a person who actually smokes is loosey goosey usually, yeah. but if you don't know how to smoke, it's like, you might as well be like high-fiving your face. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the stiffest fingers. Someone you know that smokes a, a lot or has been smoking for a while, it's an extension of their hand. And then exactly. Th- it's you, they're like, they might as well be just an extra long finger with a fire at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And, yeah. And then when you see people that don't smoke, where they do like that thing, like you said, like they, it's almost like they're doing the, <laughs> yes, totally. Like, yeah, oops, like a Betty like, Boop or something. Yeah, covering their mouth, but there just happens to be a cigarette there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just like stiff. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Not that I'm a oh. fucking smoker. I don't know. But this, this teen doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> So he's smoking. He's standing on a dark city street. Again, we hear sirens in the distance. Interesting. And then a teen girl approaches him. Did you recognize this girl? Of course. Al morir la matiné. Hell yeah. This is Lou Grasso from Al morir la matiné. I don't know what her name is in this movie, though. It's, I'm so sorry. They called, la, in the credits, is La Nena. Okay, great. So 
this girl, the yeah. teen, the teen. I just called her the girl. Yeah. She approaches him, and then she leads the boy, who the boy's name is Juan. She leads Juan into their school. Like it's nighttime, and he's he's like. It's nighttime. What are we doing? But she's all flirty and she's like, didn't you tell me once that you wanted to go to school with me at night? So he's like, okay, he goes in with her. But like this girl has got keys and everything to yeah. the school. Yeah. What? Okay, sure. Why? <laughs> Why? I... And also, <sighs> what a weird thing to say, like. Didn't you once tell me that you wanted to go to school with me at night? Like, no, no dude, I don't want to go no. to school ever. Like, what no, are you like not even in the about? morning when I'm supposed to. Yeah, like, I don't want to go. No, but the idea between these two is they don't really know each other, but they met at a party and they like told each other about their desires or whatever. Okay, right? They like very the... teenage romance. Yeah. Like, ugh. I've revealed to you that I'm a virgin. And she's like, oh, and I revealed to you that this is... I forget what she... That I'm not a virgin, but still... (laughs) Oh, yeah, that she's not a virgin. It's very teenage-y, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she unlocks the school and she goes in. (laughs) (laughs) And we get, like, a really horny voiceover from her. Where, again, she's like, remember when we spoke about our deseos and I told you that I've accomplished some of, some of my deseos and I told you to come with me, trust in me. I wrote, and again, no confies esta chavala. Absolutely Immediately. No not. la confies. Pero sabes que? What I had in my mind is not what ends up happening in this little vignette whatsoever. Agreed. Especially with the, what we're about to see. So she, we get this, again, really cool. There are, like, throughout this movie, scattered throughout, like, very cool shots. And this is one of them where, like, she's standing at the top of some stairs and Juan is at the bottom. And she is pointing her flashlight down at him. And in slow motion, he starts to walk up. But because of the flashlight glare, her eye she's wearing glasses. And, like, mm-hmm. her eyes light up. Like, it made me think of It. Like, the new It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, yeah. how his eyes would just light up like that? So I was like, vampire, some sort of weird creature. Like, this, this girl's about to, like, eat this kid. I was going to say, Jennifer's body style fucking... Right. Right, like something's something. gonna happen here. Spoiler alert: that no. is <laughs> not the case whatsoever. And I'm gonna say I would have preferred vampire creature kind of thing. I agree. This this vignette, like we, I wasn't expect. <laughs> it it was unexpected in a way that was a little disappointing. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I agree. But also, how does this tie in with the rest of the vignettes? <laughs> does it? I don't think so i don't think so either okay so okay well let's tell everybody what happens here so <laughs> so he walks up the stairs she's not a, a vampire they continue their conversation as they walk deeper into the school and she's like like we said you told me you're a virgin we talked about movies and stuff but you also told me about professor guerrico and that you were really mad at him and then she leads him into a school gym where okay. there's an, an older man <laughs> Running laps, panting. So clearly he's been running laps for a while. And in the middle of the gym is a teenager pointing a shotgun Uh at the running man. Right. And aside from that, there's, again, another awkward teenager who clearly doesn't smoke. like Sitting on the bleachers, watching the situation. And then, like, off to the side, there's a table with three other teenagers who are, like... judges? Taking notes? Yeah. I... (sighs) 
this <laughs> walk, it was confounding oh, because no. I was like, what is this gym? And then I wrote, wait, maybe because I was still thinking about the politician stuff. And like, I was like, maybe this is purge for kids. And then as we see and as they explain that, like the guy who's running is a teacher. Yes. And that the teen in the middle with a shotgun, mm-hmm. it was a kid that had a problem with this teacher. Yes. And like this kid is like shooting in the air to like scare the teacher to keep running. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? But also that aside, the lighting in this in this space was very cool. Like I like the way that they used uh red lighting and blue lighting mm-hmm. and like uh, a lot of it is backlit but in a good way i don't know like i didn't understand what was going on but i didn't mind looking at it that's the thing like it looks great mm-hmm. you're just confused as to what the fuck is going on right here. right i mean the gist of it is that these teenagers have like basically kidnapped these teachers and are torturing, torturing them. them for for giving them a bad grade or Get something the like fuck that out of here so the awkwardly smoking teen, like the new one, because <laughs> yeah. I said like 15 of them so far. So the new one who is sitting on the bleachers, he comes up to the girl and to Juan and he says, Alderete, that's the name of the teacher running laps. Alderete will run until he understands that everything in life has meaning, including his lies. And I'm okay. Like, it's just <laughs> sure. But a little like hoity toity douchey for me. Yeah. I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, okay, I get it. Sure, fine. What, Do I get it? Though? Also, I'm not like, sure. I don't know. What were his lies? I don't like his what he what he's supposed to be teaching his students? I don't know. This feels uh. like Wah, I don't like my teachers, so I'm just gonna fuck them up kind of thing. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe there's some sort of deep commentary here about like what we're taught in school and everything like that and how, you know, there is there is a lot of lying and what we're taught or like things are hidden and not explained. Sure. But that didn't quite seem to be like what the this thing, was yeah. about to me. Anyway, so awkwardly smoking teen then takes Juan and this girl to observe another teacher torture chamber where a teacher is in a head vice and she's being forced to read from a textbook <laughs> while a student sits nearby observing and there's like a flame near the teacher's hand, which I assume the... The, the student will burn the teacher with if she stops reading? I don't know. I was like, oh, so it's saw for kids. Absolutely. It's totally yeah. saw for kids. So... <laughs> kids bop, but it's saw, saw bops. <laughs> exactly. So then awkward smoking teen is like, we doubt what Professora Cuenca teaches us, which, teaches us, which is this poor woman in the head vice. And then the girl says... Education is, like the girl from Almorir La Matine says, education is traumatic for students, so it should be equally as traumatic for the teachers. What does that mean? Girl, I do not like, know. Going to school is traumatic because you're a shitty teen that doesn't have a developed brain. Sure. Not because teachers are like, I'm going, <laughs> like, what? I mean, I'm sure there could be situations where a teacher is, you know, like, really awful or abusive. Pero... And let me tell you something. Uh-huh. You you don't think those teachers no están yendo a su casa todos los días quitándose los zapatos y queriendo fucking volarse un like Are you kidding me? Teachers, if you think it's traumatic to the kids Dude, those teachers are traumatized 7 
thousand times more than you. They have to deal with fucking teenagers. Correcto. Stinky. Horny. Fucking oh my God. dirty. Assholes. Dick holes. No. Just full of disaster. Absolutely not. Okay, so <laughs> Juan, who seems to be kind of like weirded out by this whole thing, he goes to a bathroom. He's at the urine, urinal peeing, and a panting man walks in and goes to the sink. So Juan joins him at the sink, but then he's attacked by this man who like he turns on the hand dryer so that so nobody can hear him screaming, and he literally like screams into, into the, I was like Juan's mouth. They're going like, to like he might as well just like be screaming into a nostril he is so close to him and he says to juan you're not smart enough to pass you're all crazy and then the dryer turns off he leaves juan and i'm just gonna say this this is really really small but a while later juan is like in a dark room he's looking out of a window into the streets and we do see a micro go by which i think is how they're the connected. only thing that ties this one together yeah, yeah, yeah so okay let's let's end this segment so later on this girl leads juan to what i assume is like the top level of the school here comes the awkward smoking teen and he who says to juan everything you need is in there. There's a classroom behind them. Awkward smoking teen says, if you feel something, but you're not scared, it's because this is familiar to you. There is a place for you here. I don't know what's going on. And then the girl says, the girl says to Juan, I remember what you said to me at the party. You said you wanted to leave a mark on Guerrico. So she and Juan go into a room where there's a table laid out with like knives and torture shit. Yeah. Juan grabs a blade. He holds it to a torch so it gets like red hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes up to Guerrico, who's in the room all tied up, and he brands the teacher's face with this blade, which is yeah. awful. The girl is watching. She is. And then she. Horny for this. Oh, she is turned on. Like she, by her this situation. face is like, oh my God. Look at him burn his face. <laughs> so sexy. So then, like, he's done burning this man's face, and she rushes up to him. They passionately make out, and then we come back to the cemetery. So uh, we see this procession of all these, you know, family members. They approach a huge, glowing neon cross. Again, very cool shot. Yeah. And Now, you said here... earlier that this uh -huh. was this was the cemetery, yes? Am I wrong? Is it somewhere else? No, 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 no. I'm asking you because... That cross, that neon cross, was so big and crazy. I it looked, uh -huh. it looked like a plaza more than because you know we otro tombstones there. Yo solo I didn't vi. see tombs. Yeah, I I swear they said cementerio at some point. De seguro era, pero I'm I just, don't remember. Yeah. I but I was like, don't. this feels more just like a just like a place with a big cross. Yeah, it's just like, like well, this is where they've chosen to to come. Yeah, all yeah, these yeah, like yeah, yeah. family members with this huge glowing cross, and it's here that they have chosen to hear the final verdict. So they're listening to the news, and we hear that Palacios and all of his accomplices are not guilty. Like. All of them, yeah. not guilty. So the family members of the victims begin to scream and wail and cry. And then all of a sudden we see these ghouls slash zombies. Yeah. Okay. So zon the, they approach and they look cool and they have these like glowing bluish eyes. It made me think of... Okay. Um, the fog? No, uh... At the World's End, that the third oh Edgar Wright movie of the Cornetto Trio. I saw that movie with you in the movie theaters, and I do I don't remember it very well. It's very it's like the sci-fi of the three Edgar Wright movies because uh -huh. the first one, Shaun of the Dead, Zombies, 
Hot Fuzz is like action cops, and this one was supposed to be like the sci-fi one. Sure. And they are like robots or animatronics or whatever, and they at one point I think have glowing blue eyes too. Oh, I see. This t- gave me like original John Carpenter's The Fog, right? Like those those ghouls with the glowing eyes. So then we cut to yet another smoking young man in the city streets. <laughs> Guys, don't smoke. It's gross. (sighs) A young woman approaches him and they smooch. And then the next thing we know. How about the music in in this? Oh, I don't remember. The music was like. Oh, that's that's what I was saying at the top. The the music is very (laughs) like like, feels like 50s sci fi spooky music. It it feels like haunted house like in a fuck that a teen would put on like ding ding bong boom. And I was like, what? Okay. So these two start to smooch and then they go to a rent by the hour motel. They ask for a room and the clerk who's like, who's watching the news and he's watching the same news that we've been seeing throughout this movie. Right. This guy says to to this couple, I have the Roman trophy room for you. El trofeo romano. So they're smooching and groping and they go up to their hotel room, the trofeo romano. It's room 105. They go inside. We then cut to two men sitting in their own respective cars in what looks like a dark alley. And when I mean like there are two cars, each of them are in their own car and they're like, quite a few yards apart. It's very dark. It's. I thought they were cops at first, but I'm not sure okay. what's going on okay. here. Okay. Este, this segment fue la parte cuando yo dije, esto es demasiado argentinismo. No le estaba entendiendo nada a estos dos hombres. Dude. I also thought they were cops. Like a stakeout or something. Because it looked stakeouty. They both had like yeah. their phones on like walkie-talkie mode, it seems. Yes. When they were like, so when I flick my lights one time, it means this. And if I flick my lights two times, it means this other thing. And I was like, okay, right. but what are you doing? This, I read like a, a gentle synopsis of this after I watched the movie because I was just just like, what the fuck is going on? And it, I, somebody's interpretation of this is that one of the guys' girlfriend is named Mariana uh-huh. and the other guy's girlfriend is named Marina. Uh-huh. So like you said, so Lucio, who's a guy in one car, he's like, if I blink my headlights once, it means that's Marina. Two blinks means it's Mariana. Three blinks means get the fuck out. But I still don't understand what that means. Does that mean like they're coming? They're approaching? Yeah. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? So then... Bao, who's in the other car, which did you recognize this guy? Okay, he looked incredibly familiar, and I was like, King eh? He's the dude from the opening of Aterrados. Wait, it might not be that one. He's in Aterrados. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy from, remember the opening where the woman is being smashed around yeah, in yeah, the yeah, bathroom? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is this is the guy, I believe. So Pau from Aterrados, he's like, I've heard about this motel called La Femme nearby that's super cheap that we can go to if we need to. You're supposed to ask for the Roman trophy room. Aha, uh-huh. trofeo romano. There you go. There's the tie between these two, I guess. Mm-hmm. I tried to reserve it, but it's been booked for the week. Okay, we're just going to bounce, bounce, bounce because we're cutting and bounces on, bouncing all over the place. <laughs> so we cut to a costume party 
where we meet this, this young party, guy, Bruno. This, first of all, this costume party, what a lame fucking party, bro. And full of the shittiest oh fucking people. God. I assume they're going to go somewhere, and this is like the pregame. Right. Pero but these people I, suck I, ass. These people suck. Yeah. So we meet this young guy, Bruno, who is the least suckiest of all these people. I just called him Virgo or Virga because that's what they kept calling him throughout this scene. Right. So Virgo is hitting on a woman who is dressed up as a police officer. And also we should say Virgo uh-huh. isn't wearing a costume. Yeah, he's not in costume. So at this party, there's also a woman dressed as a, a person on safari, I guess. <laughs> um, there's a woman dressed as a nurse and also... Kiss face. The dude... Kiss kiss guy is there. I just called him Kiss. So the nurse yells Virgo at the guy who's hitting on the, the police woman and it's like she's telling him to pay attention to Kiss's stupid ass story and then all of a sudden everybody's just a fucking asshole toward Virgo. Every single time we have a scene with these kids at their party, they are an asshole. Absolute asshole. It's hard to watch, honestly. Now, let me ask you this. Uh What did you watch this movie on? I did it on Vudu. I rented it on YouTube. Uh, What do they call him in your subtitles? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. They call my subtitles said Cherry. So did mine. Now, I looked up Virgo slash Virga. Did you? Yes. Did you and find it, all that came out was like, oh. <laughs> Mama me la verga. <laughs> it was all verga, verga, verga. It was all verga, verga. Pero yeah. the, yo creo que virga or, or <laughs> listen, Argentinian friends or anybody Please that tell us. has an idea, let us know. But this is my, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. Yo creo que virgo or virga is like a short for virgen because cherry uh, I you mean, I'm assuming you haven't popped it. And it's in this segment with this young guy. You can you can tell, like, he's, he's a virgin. He's a, ba- a sweet baby. <laughs> I, as- I assume the same thing. And it was cherry for me, too. So I was mm-hmm. like, this must be, like, it just must mean that they're calling him virgin, virgin, yeah. virgin. You fucking Another dis. fucking way to make fun of him, this boy. Yeah, kid. you ask this sweet kid. Yeah. Okay, so... They're all being assholes at Beedgo. However, cop lady is not really being an asshole to him. Like no, she's, kind she's of the recipro- nicest. She's being flirty. So at this asshole party, we also see that the news <laughs> is on. And we see the same report with Palacios that we saw from the top. So what I'm getting here is that all of these stories seem to be happening at the same time. Yeah, I think they're all happening on the night that this shit is going down. Yes. Kiss, fucking Kiss Face, uh, who we very quickly discover is so irritating. I'm gonna, pu- <laughs> I'm gonna say top three, top five, maybe top three most irritating characters we've had on Uike Horror so far. Remember, at, at least top five. Yes, at least because remember he he reminded me of. Daniel from the Peruvian movie, uh, El El Demonio de los Andes, remember? Yes, yes. Where I was just like, I'm so irritated by this person. you fucking douche nozzes. So this douchebag kiss guy is like, (laughs) oh, I'm super cool. I'm I'm an extra special customer at this video store where they let me rent tapes BCP. Bizarras combinaciones pornográficas. And then then the, the cop girl is like oh como dos do chavas y un chavo <laughs> or something <laughs> oh, like that's that that's bizarre like, crazy <laughs> well, two ladies and a dude holy bonkers. shit that's nuts <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so speaking of, you know, sex acts, we cut back to the couple in the Roman trophy room and they are... Espérate. Oh, please. Uh-huh. Antes de llegar a lo, lo uh-huh. fucking, Kiss says something to Virga, Virgo, Verga. He... <laughs> He pull, he says something to him where he goes, "You like having your balls squeezed." Yeah. And he goes, "Con tres dedos, estos tres dedos." And then this line made me laugh uh-huh. so hard. He goes, "Como aplastando una bolsita de té." <laughs> what? That was so visceral. Like I saw that. Like I saw yep. three fingers squeezing a little tea bag to like get the tea out. Sure. I thought that was hilarious anyways but then he's like i'm just fucking with you i'm just fucking with you and and then everybody's still laughing at this pork they're dickholes again don't please don't uh what do you call that kink shamey because i like my balls squeeze like tea bags how rude <laughs> rude so now we cut back to the couple in the roman trophy room and they're going they are at fucking it. holy fucking. shit yeah like Having a great time. Dang. Y'all go yep. for it. Post-sex, they're having a post-sex smoke, and the woman starts to reminisce <laughs> about one of their past sexcapades where apparently they were in a hammock and how he was hitting her in all the right spots, and he's like, that, that wasn't, wasn't me, me, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets all hurt, and they got all pissy with each other, and then we cut back to the men in this confusing car scene. They're trying to plan something out, and it seems that they have options. One involves a 45-minute shower or something, while the other involves two men named Hector and Osvaldo. And the goal, (laughs) I guess, is to, like, get everyone into the shower. Yo no entendi. I wrote down, I don't really understand what's going on. Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Hector y Osvaldo y el paralelo, el universo paralelo is what he said. And I was like, I literally Googled, like, I was like, maybe this is an Argentinian thing. Y yo buscando Hector y Osvaldo y el universo paralelo and (laughs) fucking all the... (laughs) All these, like, LinkedIn and Facebook pages of people called Hector Obaldo popped up. And I was like, well. But then, just then, somebody kind of spookily walks walks up the Bow's car. And it's Dorothy. Which, I guess, is this guy's code name. Like, Dorothy is code for this dude. And I think he's a drug dealer because he gives Bow some sort of drugs. And he's like, I've been working on the ritual. I don't know what the hell's going on. But then... <laughs> this was when I was like, oh, they can't be cops then because no, they're he doing just drugs. bought drugs from this guy. Yeah. And not like an insane amount of drugs. It's literally a little handful, like un paquetito de either cocaína or, or marijuana o qué sé yo. And I was like, okay, entonces no es policía. Estamos hablando de Héctor y Osvaldo. Sh- something about showering. What is going on? But then, to confuse matters even more, Bao gives Dorothy a joint, right? Yeah. No, he gives his drug, the drugs he just purchased to Dorothy and Dorothy rolls up a J and then they like smoke it together. (laughs) I, okay. I don't know what's going on. There's drugs happening. Have fun, everybody. Yeah, enjoy. We cut back to the asshole party. Everybody's being an asshole to Beatle. <laughs> Kiss face is trying to be all smooth. And he's like, there are some movies out there that people have never seen. And just then the nurse comes in and she's like, oh, snuff films. Duh. That's where people are, par- are like 
or are like actually killed, but it's all bullshit. I've seen some, they're bullshit. And then we do get, okay, we get this small, like very rude exchange between two of the women where one says, hey, Cesar is late because he's still at school. And another woman is like, oh, I didn't know he worked the night shift. So I was like, do these people go to the same school as the people as the at the top. teacher? Thing? That makes sense. I don't know, dude. Okay, no, I, th- I, I think, thought maybe I think that's, that's the connection. I think that's. I think that's right. Cool. So we we've got at least a teeny connection between the top and the rest here. Yeah. Just then, Kiss Face pulls out an S and M mask. It's like you know, full face latex. mask. Yeah, it made me think of the movie The Collector, except more latexy. Have you seen that one, The Collector? N- no, it made okay. me think of Pulp Fiction and The Gimp. Absolutely. So the mask is handed to Beedigal because like you said, he's the only one not in costume. And then Kiss Face pulls out a tape and it's called Terror Total Entelo, which means like total terror at the motel. So he's brought a snuff film with him. Right. Okay. We cut back to the sex room where, you know, everybody's still pissed. The guy's in bed. The woman is showering. The guy's watching the news and he has a change of heart, I guess. So he calls down to the clerk and he asks for some sidra to be brought up to the room. And then the woman gets out of the shower. She comes in. She starts to, you know, get all flirty with him. So they start to make out. And as they're making out, the guy is still flipping through channels. And we see on the TV screen, each of the rooms are secretly being filmed, including theirs. Like we see footage on their TV of them making out in bed. But he doesn't see it. No, they don't see see it. Yeah, they don't see this. So they start to have sex again. And at the, like, basically what would be the headboard of the bed is a full mirror. So they're facing the mirror having sex. And as they're fucking, this woman sees very, very quickly through the mirror a masked face, like on the other side of the the mirror pane, whatever. There are so many TikToks of people going into hotel rooms and, like, (gasps) looking for, or, like, Airbnbs and looking for, like, secret cameras and secret filming situations. It's... Are they finding them? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awful. The purpose of the TikTok is, like, these are tips and tricks to find if people are fucking filming you in your Holy hotels and shit. shit. And they're like, if you see this, it's probably a camera. If you see <gasps> this, it's probably a recording thing. If you see, th- yeah, girl. Yet another reason why I need to join Tic Tac. <laughs> so they see this horrifying face in the mirror. So the, clearly they stop. And they're like peering through the mirror. They're trying to see through. They can't see through. But then the camera shifts from their room through the wall into a room behind the mirror. And in this room, there are three people in their like S&M masks and gear filming these two having sex. It's two, yeah. two men and a woman. And I think the guy who is filming is jerking off. Okay, I thought so too. It's subtle. The, it's, the movement isn't like major like not, yeah, hand like jerking fat, fat, and fat, fat, body. Fat, fat. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's enough movement movement for you to be like, is wait, he? are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. I tell. So the sex couple doesn't see anything, so they just keep going. We cut back to the car scene. Dorothy leaves Pau after done with whatever the fuck that business was. I have no idea. And so 
Bao tries to call Lucio in the other car on his phone walkie-talkie thing, but he doesn't get a response. But he does start to hear sex moaning through his phone. So it seems that Lucio is over there having sex with someone. Yeah. He starts to cough, and I think think because he was, you know, smoking weed, whatever. He starts to cough, so he opens his door to, like, spit. And a big truck passes. And did you hear a scream here? Like, kind of a faint scream? No. I did it twice. It's very faint, but I think there might be a scream in there. And then when he closes the door, Lucio's car, which is far away, the lights are on and then they turn off. Okay. I Mm -hmm. thought that was him doing the signal about... Maria or or Mariana or or Mariana. Yeah. Totally. Yes. That's what it is. Pero yo no me acordaba which one was which. It would be Marina. Because it was just one thing. It was just the one fling. But he, but he missed it, or, or Bao missed it because he was, he was had his face down, like yeah. spitting on the street. Exactly. So it means that Marina has arrived. Whatever the hell that means. Sure. Why not? Oh God! And now we have to cut back to the annoying fucking party where uh-huh, these the asshole party, <laughs> are, the asshole party, where they are watching La Última Película de Mister X, and it's a snuff film. Mm-hmm. And in this, in the film, we see three masked intro. Hello. Hello. They they enter a motel room with a hammer and they we hear like attack, you know, horrible shit happening. And then at this party, we do also get like this quick scene where Kiss Face is fucking with Beedgo in the hallway where Kiss Face is like, follow my lead when it comes to fucking women. Either you're going to fuck that policewoman or I will. And if you don't fuck her, I'm going to fuck you. And I was like, ¿Qué está pasando? But also, are you two going to fuck? Because you're so close to one they another right now. ¿Qué está pasando? So close. I literally was like, it's almost like kiss face caught Bruno in a lie or almost like he was like, I know about you and I know that you're a tiny gay, and this is something uh. that you want. Because I didn't not think that Kiss Dude wouldn't... Like, he le- leans in, and he tries to kiss Bruno. He did? I didn't notice that. Yes, girl! He comes up real close and, like, goes to smooch, and Bruno pushes him off. Wow. Yeah, I didn't get that. I even wrote, did Bruno think about it? Like, when he said, I'm gonna fuck you... Did Bruno have a moment of like, oh, well, maybe I will. I'm just going to say to Bruno, you can do a lot better than oh, kiss honey, face, honey. please. This guy's you a can, fucking You asshole. can do a lot better than having friends of this caliber. They're all assholes. As I was watching this, I was like, I wish I could just tell this person, you do not you need can this. Leave. <laughs> leave. Yeah, you can leave. So then kiss face, fat shames Virgo. He's a fucking asshole. And off he goes. And Virgo is clearly very upset. Yeah. We're back at the confusing cars. <laughs> Bao is still listening to the phone sex moans coming from the other car, but now we start to hear slicing and dicing. <laughs> Ooh. And, and then, then Paolo <laughs> says, again, I will never not love this when it's said in either Argentina or Uruguay, but he goes, la concha tu madre. <laughs> But this one was different because he goes, La concha tu madre puta, boludo. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw them all in there. It's not only that it's la concha de tu madre, but your Uh madre is a puta and you're a boludo. La concha de tu madre puta, boludo. Triple whammy. Great. 
So then he gets a call from a woman. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Do you get the name? No, he no. There's no name. He they there just start no chatting. They just go for it. It's very. This whole segment was very scream to me. So he gets a call from a woman who's all flirty and horny on the phone with him, and he gets out of the car, and she he's like, "Hey, where are you?" And she keeps saying, "I'm right behind you." which mm-hmm. was really creepy to me. Like he's, yeah. he asked it a few times and she's always like, I told you I'm behind you. But then she's like, no, 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 I'm on my way. It's really weird. Plus it seems like she can see him, which again, I was like, scream. Yeah. So he says to her, let me call you back. And he begins to walk slowly toward Lucio's car. And as he's walking toward the car, again, he gets a call from this woman. And again, she's talking horny to him. She's like, <laughs> I'd love to see you having sex with other women. I have incredible sex skills. How many tongues have you got? What? And then finally, he's made it to Lucio's car. And he opens the door. This woman is still talking. And as he opens the door, you can tell that the voice is coming from inside the car. This was a very good, it was very small. It was a teeny tiny moment. But the sound design of that moment of switching from phone to she's in there was very good. So he opens the car door and he says, Marina? And then we get a shot of inside the car and we see that Lucio is dead, sliced up, there's blood all over, and there's a bloody naked woman holding a scythe and she says, oh, Mariana, and then she attacks him. Uh This was cool. I liked it. I thought this was cool. You know, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but... Cool. The the suspense built from him walking from his car over to Lucio's car was very good. Yeah. That phone call, you know, even if it was her being horny all around it, you're just you're still like I'm not quite sure. And I wish I understood the context. Like I wish I had understood yeah. what their plan was that they were doing. I read somewhere in one of the articles that they were they were meant to be swapping girls friends but did the but, girlfriends know about it but then i That's was like the thing I are think. they t- are they twins like why wouldn't why if they are girlfriend like i don't understand the <laughs> like how do you just swap girlfriends and your and your girlfriends don't know like don't wouldn't they know who you are i i don't understand what was going on here but i thought maybe that marina and mariana had found out about how these people or how about how about <laughs> their boyfriends were douche nozzes doing some sort of like some sexy stuff on the side so that yeah. this is their revenge yeah Okay. Or maybe Marina and Mariana were the same person. There was never both of them, so it was the same woman kind of double-timing both Playing guys. Playing them? I Who knows? do not <laughs> know. Okay, so we cut back to the micro driver, the bus driver at the cemetery with all these blue-eyed zombies. Uh-huh. The mysterious smoking man by the columbarium, <laughs> he runs up to the micro <laughs> And he's like, let me in, let me in. Because the zombies are like swarming now. Yeah. And he's like, let me in, let me in. The driver won't open the door. So the smoking man outside has a gun. He's shooting at the zombie horde. There's nothing he can do. They engulf him. They eat him up. The news reporter who was there before is also engulfed and eaten. And then these bright-eyed zombies board the micro and they drive off. 
driven by a zombie. <laughs> and meanwhile, we see that the micro driver is hiding in the back, in the back of the bus. Now, are these zombies, because they came out of the area where all the, the families of the victims of whatever Palacios is being blamed for, are these the victims? I believe they are. are. Okay. That's what I think. I think these are the vic- the 15. Well, there's more than 15, isn't there? It seemed like more than 15, but I was like, I think this is what it's meant to be. Me too. I think, I think so. Okay. Cut back to the asshole party. <laughs> Everybody is still making fun of Virgo, and one of the women says we should play spin the bottle. So they begin the game, they roll it, and kiss face and the nurse make out. They roll it again, and it points to Virgo, but he doesn't kiss anyone. Instead, the policewoman, the the cop lady who was nice before, is now being a fucking asshole, and she calls him Virga. Like, she's turned into an asshole now. So Virga, Virga, Virgo, they call him both. (laughs) So... So Birga is all pissed, so he starts to just, like, down shots, and they're all cheering. Birga that gets pissed, he runs into the bathroom, he's crying, he begins to punch this mirror in the bathroom again and again and again. Poor dude. He smashes the mirror, his hand is all bloody. Yeah, I felt for this poor kid. Yeah. And while he's in there, for some reason, the S&M mask is in there as well. Yeah. He grabs the mask. And he puts it on. I was like, he's going to go out there and he's going to kill those fucking people. Oh, will he please? I, I'm I ready for it. I was waiting for it, uh, yeah. That would make this absolutely worth it. Totally. But instead, we have to cut back to the sex couple. They are having sex. Are they having sex? Of course they are. Are they? <laughs> Yes, so they're having sex, and again, yeah. like they're you know they're facing the mirror, and the guy kind of catches on that the woman seems to be flirting with possibly a masked person behind the mirror. So he's like, "You're fucking flirting with this possible masked person back there, so let's stop." And then all of a sudden, there's a loud knock at the door. So she's like, "Yeah, go get the champagne or the sidra," and she says, "Heal." Did you catch that? Yeah. And remember in um, Al Morir la Matine when, or maybe it was. Um, Muñeco viviente, when we heard heel and we were both like, what the fuck does that mean? I believe it must be like... Means money. Uh, no, that's Gita or Gita from later, but she calls him heel, which I believe means asshole. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Great. So now we know. Unless yeah. you tell you tell if, it's, if we're wrong, people. Girl, tell us. Everybody tell us. Argentinian Spanish has been the hardest <laughs> for one it's for us so far. It's been really hard. So she's like, heel, and then she turns on the TV... <laughs> And she starts to flip through the channels. And as she's flipping, she sees their fucking room on the TV. Mm-hmm. So she screams at the guy. She's like, don't open the door. But he opens the door and they are attacked by Mr. X and his snuff film crew. Okay, so we cut back to the asshole party. Virgo is walking around. He's in a huff with the mask on. He's looking for everyone else, but they, they're gone. They left. But then he receives a video from Kiss and the the girls where they're all laughing at him and kiss face fucking kisses the policewoman that Virgo had been flirting with and just then a guy who's dressed up in a costume as well walks in and he's all just like hey Virgo and this is who we think was from earlier I think right? so I think this is Cesar Cesar so also Virgo, the, br- uh-huh. the heavy breathing that Virgo is doing under that mask it gave me so much anxiety oh. I was so anxious primero la cara sudadísima segundo he is like and I was like no dude Take it off. So Virgo grabs a broken wine bottle and he goes up to this dude and he brutally and repeatedly stabs this guy in the neck. 
the sounds here were awful. This and, whole like, thing the wounds, was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I thought it was, it looked pretty good. Like, it I was thought like, it looked oh, great. Yeah. This is fucked. Yeah. It it happened really fast. So there yeah. was like a, a, sh- a little bit of a shock situation there too. Like it was, it was gnarly. Yeah. And then this dude who's been repeatedly stabbed in the neck, he gurgles, Ooh. he falls to the floor and Beedgo sits down and just starts to drink. Creepy. Honey. We go back to the sex room with Mr. X and we basically watch the making of this snuff film. So the the guy from the sex couple, he's repeatedly bashed in the face with the hammer. We get like close-ups of his face as, as he's getting bashed. You uh-huh. know what's funny? I know that the face is like, it's the face is bad. Like it's fucked up. It looks crazy. But the one that really, I was like, oh, fuck. He smashes that mallet on his bare chest and like this man is like a thin man he's yeah. not he's not gargantuan or anything he's just like a skinny dude yeah and that mallet landing on his chest i was like oh four bones have broken oh, you right just now at that, that moment shit. yeah it was crazy plus right when they right when they walk in they also hammer him so, right on his brazo yes which dude. you know just fucked that arm oh. up like it's brutal yeah and we hear mr x say welcome to the latest film of mr x terror total en telo we go back to the micro. The zombies stop the bus. They get off the bus and they begin to walk to Congress where the verdict was read. And we see Palacios leaving Congress with two of his accomplices. And one of the accomplices says, I have no news from Quiros. Okay. I don't know what that means. But then Palacios is rushed by the press where he is all, oh, I never doubted justice and I won't press charges. And very, very quickly, we see that same accomplice who mentioned Quiroz walking away. He's on a phone call on his cell and he's like, keep that. Burn. Burn that. Burn it. Keep Shred it, it. Burn it. Burn it. So like Shred clearly we it. realize that like these They're people corrupt. are guilty. Yeah, yeah. This is some corrupt ass bullshit. But then this accomplice is attacked by the blue eyed zombies who's slowly creep up on him and beat him with a stick this sure this accomplice looked a lot like this will i don't know if you'll know this because you're not an office guy right you didn't see the office are you gonna say dwight yeah 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 <laughs> he, he did like, look like dwight like rain wilson he looks like dwight i was like okay i see you dwight okay so let's fucking meet up with this shitty costume people one final time so the shit the asshole asshole costume party is on the street and they see that the zombies are approaching yeah and the women are like hell no bye see ya we're out of here yeah so they leave kiss behind and then kiss is approached by the by the zombies and he says la concha de tu madre virgo and i was like why is this what does virgo have to do with any of this he didn't do this to you dick Ugh, whatever. What a but then douche. finally, this kiss face asshole is attacked by the zombies and he's gone. Yay. I was like, kill that God. kiss guy. Thank you. I wish we had gotten more. Like, show us, show him getting torn apart. Yeah. He sucks. Sucks but ass. We don't, we don't get any of that. Back at the micro, we see that the driver uh, slowly creeps out from behind his seat where he was hiding and he finds a tablet that is playing the same news report that we just saw live in person a few moments earlier with Palacios. And he Mm -hmm. seems to get heated by this news report. So he grabs a gun, he leaves the bus, and he, he heads to Congress. And once we get to Congress, we see that there's a police barricade being approached by the zombies. Now, I just need to ask you something. Okay. Was one of the zombies 
zombies, did it look like fucking Eusebio to you, who we've seen in 211 and now Abracadabra? No. There's a man, a a zombie, right in front. And I was like, that's fucking Eusebio. Pero I looked through, the guy's name is Germán Baulino. Yeah. I looked through the credits. I was like, give me the name. (laughs) It's not in there. But I'm like, I feel like maybe this dude just was like, yeah, sure, I'll fucking play a zombie for you. I got time. Absolutely. Going to pay me? Cool. I will do it. I'm convinced that that's fucking Eusebio in there. Uncredited Eusebio cameo. He's like, you don't even need to credit me. Like, I'm in it for five seconds. Fuck it. It'll be a fun thing to do. So the micro driver makes it to Congress and he screams, Palacios! Who just happens to be conveniently walking by. And Palacios says, Aquino. What are you doing here? Like, we should know who all these oh, people are. Okay. Oh, I was like, okay. okay. So Yo we're What is the relationship between Aquino and Palacios? Do we ever get it? I don't know. I don't think think we do. So Palacios is like, Aquino, what are you doing here? Get out of here before I have you shot. Because Palacios has a bodyguard next to him. him. So Aquino straight up just shoots this bodyguard. In the head. I thought he got him in the neck. Was it the head? I thought it was the head. Oh my God. Did we watch this movie? (laughs) So the bodyguard (laughs) is shot. And then, like, so the bodyguard hits the floor, dead, clearly. Yeah. And Palacios turns to him and says, Mario, just (laughs) not, I couldn't, just Mario. Mario. What a shame. And then Palacios turns to Aquino, and this is where he's like, you want money, guita or guita or whatever. He keeps saying, guita, guita. Yeah. And Aquino, who is so dramatic, says, today I heard the screams. The screams I never screamed. (laughs) And so Palacios is like, please don't tell me about your personal tragedy. And Palacios literally, like air quotes, says to Aquino, Padre del Dolor. ¿Qué? Brother, la única cosa que yo puedo pensar que tal vez tiene algo que ver con esto Uh is that maybe Palacios hired Aquino to do the thing that they did that killed those people? I don't know, because later Aquino is like, my son died, and I think if the son died in the tragedy, I Um, Or maybe it was that, girl. I don't know. So then we get this kind of like, what I'm going to call like a war style rush shot where two opposing forces rush at yeah. each other. Yeah. So like the police and the For zombies me, rush a, at each other. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Aquino's and Aquino oh, and Palacios. Uh, because Aquino and Palacios do it too. I was like, this is this is fully Thanos and uh, Captain America. 100%. <laughs> like, like it gave me either like Braveheart, people yeah. rushing, or like yeah. Thanos. You know, they're, they're coming at one another, yeah, which I'm yeah, going to yeah. say... In this movie, it was cheesy, you know? Cheese. So, war rush, everybody's fighting. Palacios gets Aquino on the floor, he kicks him, and he says, Rata! (laughs) And then they're like fighting, and like again, uh, Palacios, like literally into this man's mouth and nostrils, is like, Look at them, pointing to the zombies. They're all dead. You'll end up the same. All you want is Gita, Gita, Gita. But then Aquino grabs Palacios' tie and he turns him over. He starts to choke him. And Aquino grabs Palacios' head. He smashes it against the concrete over and over. Palacios says, with his head all bloody, Son todos iguales. And he passes out or dies. I don't know which. (laughs) 
<laughs> so then the zombies are done with the cops, so they start to walk up to Aquino, who says, My name is Aquino. I'm Argentine, and I have a son who died many years ago. I lost my way, and I regret it. I am behind myself. I betrayed everything. I betrayed the universe. Here I am. And he either he either says, I am you or I'm yours. I'm not quite sure which it is. But then he's attacked by the zombies and they kill him. We quickly cut to a hand popping out of what I assume is a grave, like a zombie hand popping out of a grave. And then we get our title card again, Terror Cinco. Very quickly, we, we, we go back to the TV shop display from the top where we see a zombie carrying the, Argen, the Argentina flag near Congress. There are crowds cheering. And then at Congress with this flag-carrying zombie who now has red eyes? I wrote that. I was like, why does the zombie have red eyes now? Why are they red now? This is the fog. Well, yeah, absolutely. But then also here, we see zombies like crawling over the fence into like into congress so they're taking over and then we get our credits and over the credits we see like a quick shot of the snuff film people getting into their snm gear and in a hallway of that motel that we saw before we see one of the snm guys take off his mask and it's just some old man (laughs) are we supposed to know who the fuck you are i absolutely have who are you no idea who are you sir Sir. Who is this man? Who are you? Then we do get a very cool shot of Kiss Face driving through the streets again, just like the top. He's on his motorcycle, but now his eyes are glowing blue. So it seems so does that, that mean like, he's a zombie? Yeah, it seems like this is like zombie takeover. Finally, fin de la película. Wow, good Bufka. job. I mean, was it? That's the... <laughs> It was something. <laughs> It's tough, dude, when Uh, it's five different stories that you got to put together. That's no joke. You know, what's funny is that usually with these, by the time we get to the end, if there's something that I haven't figured out, usually we're like, oh, this is this and this. Right. Pero sabes que? Todavía estoy confundido. Sí. Anyway, let's get into some trivia. All right. Lovely. This one comes from latinhorror.com. Cool. Latin horror, quote, scaring up a revolución. Oh, nice. And this one's written by Cristian A. Morang. There's just a quote in here that I that I thought was pretty good from the directors. Sebastián Rothstein and Federico Rothstein made a statement of their approach towards Terror 5. A bunch of people immersed in their own world without realizing that everything else is falling apart. We are interested in exploring that idea through different situations almost happening in real time. Then we wanted to add an alteration, a strange and ambiguous time perception, and we wanted to explore it in the most cinematic way. A story told by the way it is shot by using narrative shots instead of descriptive ones. Although it is called Terror 5, we didn't, o Terror 5, we didn't approach the stories as horror stories. We did it examining each character and each behavior on a specific moment. I can see that because it wasn't particularly scary. Yeah. And then I found an interview with the Rothstein brothers in an article from web.ultracine.com. 
this is either written or edited by, I can't tell if it's either Karina Rodriguez or Mariano Oliveros, but it's one of those two. So the name of the article is Terror Cinco Entrevista con sus directores Federico y Sebastián Rothstein. And it says horror film in Argentina has really advanced in 2016, nine movies of the horror genre of the national, of like Argentinian make, including Resurrección, which is apparently a very popular one, note Good to know. for us. And this movie is like, it's their answer, is another another movie in the genre to premiere, along with these other nine titles, which is very cool. So visually, this movie was actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. Like I thought... They did a good job with the look of it. And Ultracine here asks, La película tiene una fotografía y dirección de arte muy buena. Your, your photography and art direction is very good. How did you work on this aspect? And the Rotstein brothers said, We dedicated a lot of time thinking on the aesthetic of the film. It was a very important aspect to accompany the, na- the narration and the story and give the exp- the cinematic cinematic cinematographic cinematogra- cine- cinema cinema cinematographic <laughs> cinema cinematog- cin- oh, cin- I can't cin- tell you cinema <laughs> cine- cinematographic <laughs> that sounds wrong cinema cinematographer Cinematography. (laughs) (laughs) Cinematography. Oh my god. Cinematographic. Cinnamon fucking toast crunch. (laughs) Okay. To to accompany the narration and the story. (laughs) Wait, let me say that again. Uh, It was an. It was a very important aspect to accompany the. Good luck. Oh no. Good luck. Okay. (laughs) All right, we're good. We're good. Uh, It it was a very important. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. It was a very important aspect to accompany the story and the narration of the film in Terror 5 or Terror 5. We had help from Marcelo Lavintman, Walter Cornas, Alice Vasquez, Nestor Burjos, and Rodrigo Llorente. Plus, our crew put a lot of strength and work behind this film. So, Ultracine asked. ¿Cuánto tiempo duró el proyecto preproducción, rodaje y postproducción? ¿Cómo fue el proceso? And they said that it took them 10 years starting from like idea, writing the script, pre-production, all that shit. It took 10 years. And then it was four weeks of like locations, casting, finding clothes, all that stuff. They call the zombies, the directors call the zombies no muertos. Ah, so well, undead. Yes, basically. basically. Uh-huh. Finding the right eyes for the no muertos and all that, which is all pre-production stuff. The actual filming took five weeks. Four weeks and one day was all nighttime shoots. And then four days were day shoots. And 
then they said, it's like telling a joke and that people only start laughing two years later. And I was like, oh, dude, that's so true. That's that's making movies, man. And they say, they tell a little anecdote about the day that they filmed at the No Muertos in the Congress and that they were like filming it and that they could see that there were like security cameras and all that stuff and eventually the security did like approach them to be like hey what the fuck is going on here which I'm like guys you should probably get you know a permit to film in these if especially if it's like a public space by Congress yeah but then uh, and apparently there was a couple moments of tension pero todo terminó en foto con los actores maquillados y la policía real. So they like took pictures wow. with the no muertos. And then um, I found a very cute little thing, a little article on a- AMFM magazine about uh, Luciana Grasso. Uh, and hmm. it's it's an article about the last matinee. Sure. But they they give like the credits that she's had in the past of like movies she's made. And this is one of her credits. Nice. I just wanted to read her like about because it's very sweet. And she um, started her acting career at the age of 16. Luciana has a number of on-screen credits, including Elige, Otros Pecados, Número Primo, Chico Conoce a Chica, Terror Cinco, and many more. Her on-stage credits include Mientras, which is a buto dance show. Cool. Which I was like, okay, girl, way to be, wow. please not appropriative, but, you know, mm-hmm. also way to learn cool things. Um, Como si pasara un tren y yo no duermo la siesta, and many more. During quarantine, Luciana filmed several at-home micro teatro projects, including cool. Cuarto B de Buena and Rutini. She's now in the midst of rehearsals for a children's show, Anna and Wee Wee, <laughs> as, well, as well as Luz Testigo, a play by Javier Dalte. Luciana is set to begin production later this summer on several Argentinian-directed films. In addition, she is currently working on the script for her first film, which she will also direct. Yes, girl. Come on, love girl. It. We love you. You're doing so good. We're very yeah, proud we of you. We loved you in um, Al Morir La Matine. Hell yeah. And then the last few things, it is said that actor, oh, this I found on IMDb trivia. It is said Mm -hmm. that actor Gaston Cocarrale, who is um, Bruno Birga, Mm -hmm. prepared for his character by having several meetings with a notorious Argentinian serial killer. Uh. And for some reason, the actor denies this information. But then I was like, okay, let me Google Argentinian serial killers. And the only one that it could have possibly been is uh, this guy called Carlos Eduardo Robledo Puch. He was known as the angel of death or the black angel. And he killed all these people like in his teens. He he's uh, 11 people. Holy um, shit. Yeah. He was convicted of 11 murders, including the killing of at least one accomplice, uh, 17 robberies, two kidnappings, and two thefts. Most offenses occurred in the northern area of greater Buenos Aires. There's a movie about him that apparently isn't is pretty solid and good, and it's called El Ángel. Directed by Luis Ortega. So I think, I mean, he, he's, this guy's still alive and still in jail because he got a life sentence. Um, so I was like, if he talked Maybe to anybody, it's this guy. Creepy. Apparently, there was a sixth story in this 
Terror 5 that the directors don't talk about. Apparently an actor died while reading it and that's when they decided to not do the story because it had a bad vibe. <laughs> well, way to create an urban legend, you know. That's true. Yeah. Even though we don't know any of the urban legends that are in this film. Right. <laughs> and last but not least, the guy who did the video effects for this film, who is a, a man named Tomas Pernich, uh, is also an actor in the movie and he plays Dorothy. Oh, wow. Whose face we never see. Never see. Wow. Uh, but okay. yeah. And that's the end of my trivia. Love it. I will start with this with this little thing. So Adrian and Ramiro Garcia Bogliano are acknowledged and thanked in the credits. <gasps> no way. Which I was like, hey, we know we you. We love you guys. I mean, we don't know you, but you know, we've seen you. Yeah. Seen your movies. So I found an article from Telam. .com.ar. I don't know who wrote it. I apologize. But the article I found is an interview with the Rotsteins. And they talk a lot about just like what the movie was about, like the, mm -hmm. the ideas behind it. So I'll just read a few of these snippets. And this is all the brothers speaking. Mm -hmm. Okay. In truth, each of these stories has its moment of revolution in the face of the manipulation and abuse of power that someone exercises through sex and sexual repression. Oh, okay. Which I was like, because this movie is very sexy. You know, it's like there's the, a lot. The, a lot of sex, sex is important here. So, you know, I get that. I think it's in every story besides yeah. except for maybe the zombies like Yeah, the, the Mikado one not so much. The girl But that from, is about power, you know. That's true. The girl in in the high high school, she's like, "Come and let I'm sexy, sexy. scar your I'm teacher, and I'm gonna mm -hmm. kiss you because I like yeah. it." And then the asshole party is they shame him for not having sex. Mm -hmm. The obviously Roman trophy, but people fucking in a fucking motel, and then mm -hmm. los dos in, in in el carro that planning want some to... sort of sexy shower party. Yeah, <laughs> a it's sexy swapping sex. shower party. <laughs> A sexy swapping shower soiree. Thank you so much. There you go. I needed that last S. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> so the article t continues. Federico says, there is also a concept of lynching, a moment when the animal comes out. There is a reaction that generates a chain and leads you to a kind of collective psychosis that arises from a prior need. Also, bear with the translation here. It might be a little bit funky. Yeah. Continue, it continues, It is born of indignation in the face of a higher power that presses you, and when it explodes, the oppressed explodes to either side. I don't quite know what that means, but I'll continue anyway. It happens in the society in which we live where although they suffer constant oppression, the poor do not exploit against those responsible who cause it, but against those who are close to them. Pressure cookers are generated all the time. Sure. And then he continues about like snuff films. And he says here, the snuff is a legend, but it is very likely that it exists. It was important for us to show it explicitly because in the film, there are sequences of violence that are belittled and dismissed by the protagonists themselves as if they were a fiction, thus exposing a fairly conscious reflection on reality. I guess that means like we're desensitized. Sure. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> and this last little thing from this article, Federico continues, the genre, the genre, the genre that we like the most is good movies. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Who doesn't? It? Me too. 
He says, we are not interested in the horror genre per se. We like John Carpenter and George Romero because they take advantage of the genre to hide things. They use the horror genre when it suits them, but the important thing is the issues they deal with, which have specific weight by themselves. In sure. those cases, terror is in the everyday, not too far away. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So I went on YouTube and I was like, give me some... Argentinian urban legends and I did find a video the channel is called most amazing top 10 if you want to check it out and the video is called top 10 scary Argentine urban legends as told by some random British guy cool none of these fucking legends are in here (laughs) but if you're interested in finding out some Argentine urban legends please feel free to look that up it'll take 10 minutes of your time we'll put it in the in the in the episode uh, description perfect and last but not least, this is from dictionary.com. The Spanish verga from the, comes from the Latin birga. Okay. Okay. So apparently the Latin birga means rod or staff. Before the word even evolved into Spanish, Latin authors as early as the 6th century were using birga as a euphemism for penis. Rod, penis, because it's just so easy. <laughs> Early instances of the word verga in the written Spanish language go back to the 16th century. As in Latin, why am I doing this? It was used for its literal meaning rod or staff, but also penis. So maybe aside from, I think in this, I think in the Argentine thing, it means a virgin. Yeah. Pero whatever. But Biga, also verga. Bigo, verga let's all, penis. Let's all be well versed in all the forms of penis. Cock talk. Okay, so <laughs> great. That is my trivia for today. Great. How about I ask you some questions? Please do. Jonathan, were you scared? No. Were you? Me neither. No. Okay. Not really. What was your favorite scare or your best scare? My favorite scare was when Pau was slowly approaching the car that Lucio was in because it was it took its time. It was, I was actually like, well, this is creepy here. I liked like the ties to scream like I'm right behind you. I can see you, whatever. At one point, Pau is even like, well, then what am I doing? Like Sydney does in Scream where she picks her nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like just the reveal of him opening the door and the woman all bloody. Oh, Mariana. I thought that was that was creepy. So that's what I'll give it to. What about that you? That was mine as well. Nice. Yeah. Because there, was a, sec- there was a moment also when they were like ja- jibba jabbering on the phone where like a shadow goes behind Lucio's car. And I was like, ooh, that's creepy. So mm-hmm. I think that little section was the best at using like tension and suspense to like really creep you out. Agreed. Who was your favorite character? I don't have one. Me neither, dude. (laughs) But then I was like, if I really think about it, I'll give it to, like, in my mind, the story about Lucio and Pau in the car is that they're cheating on their women. So I will give it to Mariana slash Marina slash maybe that's the same person because they're getting revenge on these shitty assholes. So I was like, sure, I'll give it to them. I also had a really hard time and didn't have any. People were really unlikable in this movie. People were really unlikable. But I think, no, I think I'd give mine to Pau. I think he, 
I didn't understand a hot second of a lot of the things that he said, but sure, why not? He was why not? He, he was fun to watch. What was your best line? Very quick, again relating to this car sequence when he opens the door and she says, "Oh, Mariana." I liked it. I thought that was cool. I don't know what's going on, but cool. Okay. What about you? Mine was also from that scene, uh, "La concha tu madre puta, boludo." But also. <laughs> Oh. I'm going to give it to como aplastando una bolsita de té <laughs> about nice. the balls. I just, God, that was such a visual line for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your best death? Virgo stabbing that guy in the neck with that broken bottle. What me too. You? That was mine yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, did you learn anything from the culture? No. Did you? The one thing I learned was that they call panties, which is my least favorite word on the planet, they call them bombachas. <laughs> hey. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't include like, that conversation. Okay, hilarious. Because the girl I, is like, I like it that you call them bombachas or yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what? I would never be like, a ver, pasame mis bombachas. <laughs> So that's the one thing I learned. Uh, And unfortunately, like, listen, out of all the countries that we watch movies from, I think we have the hardest time understanding the colloquial, the slang, the conversational Spanish Mm -hmm. in Argentina, man. And that's so shocking to me. Yeah, it's tough. It's really hard. And the subtitles usually don't 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 give us us what we're looking for. Single service. Yeah. Well, well. And finally, how many ooys do you give this movie? Uh, I feel bad, but I'm going to give this one and a half. I just didn't have a great time. I feel like I should give it two, but I'll stick with one and a half. The one and a half I will give for great visuals. They were cool. The stories were like interesting enough, but I was never really scared. And I was often confused, which I don't feel like was entirely my fault as yeah. the like the viewer. I feel like there there could have been a little bit more like backstory here or just like or give us streamlining a bit more. something yeah, something to kind of like understand better and on like i don't need to see it again i don't there but there were some really cool fucking shots i'll give it that like some yeah really great cinematography in here totally what about you i also gave it one and a half again just repeating everything you just said I thought visually it was fucking dope there was a handful of like I mean that one sound cue of her voice going from phone to inside the car was fucking awesome and like and I liked that it wasn't in your face crazy visuals and sound stuff like it was all subtle simple things that Mm -hmm. you didn't need a bunch of rigmarole to show us like here is a thing that we did that was actually pretty good like i think technically they did a decent job yeah pero la historia no se no entendí nada it was really hard to just like stay engaged as well yeah honestly would have cut those last 18 minutes too and just have it be an hour long like boom bing bang bong bing bang boom that's it so i'd say one and a half ooies for this film so uh, let's get off of this micro boost and mm-hmm. uh 
<laughs> there's zombies in here. There's zombies in here. My motel room is filled with S&M characters that keep throwing mallets at me. How dare you? <laughs> what if right now at my hotel door somebody Stop knocked right that really now. hard? <laughs> I would free. I would have chills. See, maybe uh, this movie did spook me, and I'm full of shit. I'm gonna have to uh, give this room. A, I didn't. I didn't check anything. I have to yeah, go see if there's cameras. anybody behind the cam behind the. Make mirrors. sure to look through all the channels. Make yes. sure you're not in on any of those channels anyways thank you so much to everyone who has uh <laughs> listened to this episode today we appreciate <laughs> you being here i don't know i just we went nuts. crazy yeah <laughs> hey how about you fucking subscribe rate and review us and you uh follow us on our redes sociales at wikiorror on instagram and twitter you can also send us an email at wikiorror at gmail.com thank you to sonoro for always being cool you can follow them at sonoro podcast on instagram and twitter as well and um if you're at a party <laughs> and people are being fucking assholes get up and leave get up dude. and leave you don't you know owe what? anybody anything grab a bottle of vodka or rum or wine preferably not broken and just be like i'm taking this yeah Fuck all of y'all. Eat Bye. a dick, suck my butt, and have a good night. And then, boom, get the fuck out of there. You do not, you do not owe you, anybody you anything. Donut. <laughs> you dang donut. Well, uh, we have lost our fucking dang minds. Lost our minds. I miss you dearly. Uh, I miss you too. I will next time be in san francisco not los angeles oh so get ready to see what that city does to a this traveling lady <laughs> i'm a traveling gal and guess what i fucking love you i fucking love you too and we'll see you guys in la próxima semana adios adios